Your website is the front door of your business, but the way teams build and optimize is broken. Stuck between inflexible templates and cumbersome codependent solutions, there's a better, faster way. Enter Webflow, a visual-first platform that empowers you to create freely. Now you can ship web pages in weeks instead of months and save millions in development costs. These are the real results for companies like Orange Theory, Dropbox, and IDEO. Get started today at webflow.com. Webflow, more than a website builder. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today I'm talking with Seth Freeman, who is the CMO of Buffalo Wild Wings. Seth, hi and welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening, Nadine? Thanks so much for having me. I am uh, beyond thrilled to be here. As I was telling you, I'm a big fan of the show. So the opportunity to meet you uh, and be a part of uh, this movement of uh, CMO Moves is super cool. Um, And so I'm super excited to be here today. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh, it's entirely my pleasure. And I am excited too, because you have so many fun things to share with us today. You know, we were chatting about some of the things that you're working on. I was like, wow, it's fun and it's different and it's fresh. And so I can't wait to dig in a little bit deeper, but why don't we start with you sharing a little bit about your current role and why you decided to take that on? Yeah. So I, uh, I get the distinct privilege and opportunity to lead a motley crew of marketers and culinary experts and bartenders and franchisees and uh, agency partners uh, in our journey of reclaiming our position as the great American sports bar uh, for Buffalo Wild Wings. It's an, it's an awesome brand that I fell in love with a long time ago as a fan and consumer uh, back in Ohio. I used to love the wings. And uh, when the opportunity came along for me to be a part of the journey, I just hopped at it. It was a no brainer. I had to be a part of it. And I'm super excited uh, to be on the brand and and to be a part of the team that's leading up the revitalization efforts that that we're engaging upon. It's it's really cool what you've been doing too. When you first reached out to me, you were talking about, hey, Nadine, do you want to talk about sports and bars? And I'm thinking, wow, this, yeah, of course. I I always like talking about sports and bars. (laughs) Um, But tell me a little, you said the great American sports bar. So what does that mean to you? And like, and how are you representing that in the market right now? Yeah. Who couldn't get excited about talking about beer and, and food and, and sports? And so I'm glad that you took me up on my offer, my friend, because this is awesome. So the Great American Sports Bar, I mean, if you think about, uh, for those who are familiar with the Buffalo Wild Wings brand, I know, again, I, it's funny because I'm from Ohio. I thought that I had an intimate connection with the brand. And because of the fact that it's from the Midwest, that I had a unique story. But I run into folks all the time uh, that have stories associated with the Buffalo Wild Wings brand. And so for those who know it. They fell in love with it because of the fact that it was a brand that you just wanted to go get some great wings, have a great time, have some beers. You could go hang out at Buffalo Wild Wings and it, it, it meant something to you. It was it was part of the fabric of the community and the culture, etc. And along the way, the brand just kind of lost its essence. It got away from who it was. And we believe it, it started to lean a little bit too heavy into the casual dining space when it was ultimately built upon this experience and, and camaraderie and experience 
experience was such a big part of what this brand was. And so as we looked at it, when Inspire purchased Buffalo Wild Wings back in February of 2018, it was an opportunity to reclaim its position as a great American sports bar. And really what that means is giving people the freedom to do what they want to do, to have the camaraderie, to come to a great place that ultimately just brings people together. And so that's what we want to make sure that we're doing as the Buffalo Wild Wings brand. And we're really focused on a few key things as it relates to our revitalization efforts. And that's you know, innovation around our product, our experience. I mean, we've got a new uh, campaign platform that I'm excited to talk to you about as well. So yes, we are going to dive into these new campaigns that you have launched recently. In fact, one two days ago, that's really, really exciting. And you told me a phrase the other day, you said, I am, I stand against death by domestication. And I'm like, whoa, okay, now that's a headline. Okay. Yes. So, yes. so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about death by domestication. But I do want to pause for a second and talk about Inspire because yes. that was also new news to me. And when you started talking about Rob Lynch from Arby's, I was thinking, what the heck are you talking about? I know Rob. I've interviewed Rob several times. He's such a great guy. And, you know, we got the meats, right? So who, <laughs> who doesn't remember Rob, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you started talking about Inspire is Arby's and Sonic and Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, talk a little bit about Inspire and, and how, how you learned of that and why you were talking to Rob. Yeah, so um, so it's really cool the way it all it all came about, and and it really kind of reinforces um, just knowing people, and and I'm a connector, and I just love connecting with people, and so. I'll give you a little background. So I ended up meeting Rob through an old agency partner of mine when I was working at, before I came to Inspire, I was working at IHG leading up marketing for Holiday Inn and Holiday Inn Express. And I was working with a great partner of mine, Jason Aspis, who was the lead creative director over at Ogilvy. I mean, he was always like, man, you need to meet this guy, Rob Lynch. He's really cool, really smart. And I was like, absolutely. I mean, they're doing some bang up things over there on Arby's. I was a big fan of all the marketing that they were doing. I mean, who couldn't be? I mean, the We Have the Meats campaign is an iconic campaign. It just broke through in a really relevant way. I mean, so he was like, he knew him and he was like, you should meet this guy. I think you guys would hit it off. And so I had a chance to meet Rob. And when I met him, I just learned so much from him. And we just had some really good conversations. And he told me about this role. And when he told me about it, quite frankly, I was like, man, that's a that is a major, that's a crazy role right there, man. CMO of Buffalo Wild Wings. He was like, you know, just come talk to us about it. We'll see what happens. And so part of what I love is I'm a sort of a possibility person. I was like, you know, what do I got to lose? I'll go talk to this guy and, and the rest of the team. And and it was awesome. I came in here to talk to uh, the Rob and I ended up meeting Paul Brown, who is the CEO of Inspire Brands. Inspire sort of came about when Arby's ended up purchasing Buffalo Wild Wings, expanding to a broader portfolio of brands in the restaurant space. So we now have Arby's, Buffalo Wild Wings, Sonic, and Rusty Taco. And we're continuing to build an incredible portfolio of brands here at Inspire. And I'm I'm really proud to be a part of it because at its core, I think the culture here is super entrepreneurial. You've got big vision-minded folks like Paul Brown and uh, and Rob Lynch and and, uh, my boss, uh, Lau Tick, who is president of, of Buffalo Wild Wings. And the culture is awesome. The people are crazy smart. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to come on a team that is really just trying to go get it. I mean, Buffalo Wild Wings reclaiming our position as Great American Sports Bar is a big vision and ambition. And 
you know, one of the first things that they did was really just try to sharpen the edge as it relates to the brand architecture and vision and, and do all the things that we needed to do to regain relevance. But getting back to your question, I guess, Rob is awesome. He's been a, a mentor of mine for a little while now. And, and um, you know, this it's, it's been an awesome journey so far. And I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing to do big things here at Inspire. Yeah. And you know what? It just makes perfect sense. When I think about Rob and Arby's and their position and how they approach marketing and what you're doing, I mean, you guys just jive so perfectly and naturally together. So let's talk about your marketing. Let's talk about death by domestication. What does that mean? (laughs) It sounds so like dark, but it's not. Um, It is so cool. Like So so let me give you a a bit of context on uh, what we're doing. I'll I'll back up if you don't mind a little bit, Nadine, and really kind of talk about the more comprehensive approach approach uh, of the campaign overall. So when, when uh, Inspire ended up purchasing Buffalo Wild Wings and realizing that a lot of the sort of the core equity was beginning to wean, folks liked us, but they didn't love us anymore the way that they used to. And what we realized is that we had a value challenge. Folks didn't believe that they were getting what they were paying for any, any anymore as it related to uh, the core product and, and the experience that really came to define Buffalo Wild Wings. And so Immediately, there was a lot of research and analysis that was undertaken when the uh, purchase happened. This was before I got here and really began to identify opportunities, as you can imagine, along the lines of sort of three key pillars. One was product. And so it was about how do we resolve sort of the product issues that we have? Again, people like the product, but there was a big opportunity to fall in love with this product. Again, we, we were known for wings, but we weren't doing wings the way that we used to. So it was an opportunity to fix the core product, but then also begin to innovate around and outside of wings as well. So as we started talking about becoming a great American sports bar, you've got to begin to behave and serve up things that sports bars do. And so we've got a great new burger, which just launched last week. So it was about fixing the core product and then also taking a look at the experience overall as well. And when we were out, we were talking to guys that just talked about the fact that they didn't feel like they had freedom at Buffalo Wild Wings anymore. They didn't feel like they could come and be themselves. They used to be able to, to go to a sports bar and and watch the game and and yell at TVs and get a little crazy with their friends. But they felt like the proposition had changed over time and it become a little bit too domesticated. And so we we set out to resolve that, move it from being passive to more participatory in nature and and give you the opportunity to do things, particularly around things that we're doing with our partners like DraftKings, where we've got a pick'em game that's associated with March Madness, et cetera. And so those are things that we're bringing to life to make the environment more participatory, give you an opportunity to engage more actively than passively as as you've done in the past. And so again, it was about product. It was about experience. And then I think over the top from the standpoint of of bringing it all to life and making sure that we're communicating in the right way, it was about this new campaign that we have, which was really sort of steeped in defining what we stand for and what we stand against. And if you think about what's happening out there, we have all become domesticated. I mean, people are time strapped, but they're also just spending a lot more time in their living rooms watching TV. And that's all good because I do it myself. My, my couch is very comfortable. Um, <laughs> I've become domesticated and, and, if, and, and I haven't gotten out there as much as I want to with my friends. And, and sort of camaraderie is important to me. And we're trying to give fans the opportunity to, to engage more effectively with their friends. And that's what a sports bar atmosphere is all about. Uh, it's not about being rowdy. It's about being able to have fun. I mean, what we realized was, um, particularly as it relates to this notion of our brand purpose, of inspiring legendary experiences 
you know, good is one thing, but legendary is where you get a chance to come out and root for your team, not just with your fans, but also get the opportunity to trash talk with the other teams and things like that. Just engaging in a little bit of banter and having some fun across the board. And and that sort of gets to the heart of, of what you see in our spots. And so we stood against uh, this notion of death by domestication and we stand for running wild uh, with the herd. And so the new campaign just launched last week in, co- in conjunction with our, our partnership as the official uh, hangout of the NCAA uh, around March Madness, uh, which is a big time for us. Uh, One of our biggest times of the season. And we know folks are getting out there and watching basketball with their friends and we want them to come hang out at Buffalo Wild Wings. And so the spots really focus in on um, you just getting out there, having a good time, ending the spots with this roar, Buffalo Wild Wings, roar! Um, <laughs> so if you can to listen to it, I'm, I hope you love it as much as I do, but it's been a fun campaign to work on. It's really culturally relevant and contextually, I think it gets to the heart of what folks are dealing with now in terms of feeling isolated, feeling like they can watch a game on their phone, which we know that's not the truth. You really want to come and watch a game with your friends and be able to have some fun. And so we're just poking a little fun at it, um, wanting you to, to to come out and enjoy a great experience, great food, and the camaraderie of, of, of an experience that we don't feel like you can get anywhere else but Buffalo Wild Wings. Wow. Okay. So much fun. So much to talk about in there. And um, it's so funny because I, I am talking to you remotely today. So you're in Atlanta. I'm in San Francisco. And on my screen are the ads that you ran this week. And I have, it's frozen on a frame of this woman who is, looks like she's about ready to go kill somebody. Um, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's like busting through a window. Like that, that was, it was a fun, it was a fun shoot to record because she just got into it big time. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm afraid to go in now or not, but no, but it does look like she's totally engaged and a super fan. And, and that's really fun. So when we release your podcast, I'll include the links to these videos because they have to be seen. They are so much fun. This also reminds me of Rob and not to keep mentioning Rob, but just his approach to marketing. And you share that, obviously, this, this, as you said, death domestication, running wild with the herd. I mean, you feel it. It's very vibrant. Like, talk about your creative process in this. You did the research. You found out what didn't work. How did you come to making these videos? Like what, what inspired you, uh, no pun intended, inspire, um, or maybe that was a pun intended, who knows? Uh, what, what inspired you to make these kinds of videos? I think, great question. I think fundamentally it was kind of getting, ensuring that we were delivering on the essence of our brand, which is really all about camaraderie, all about bringing people together um, and ritual and our brand purpose as well. Inspiring legendary experiences between friends, I think is the springboard for the brief that we wrote and trying to be very clear uh, with our new agency partner. So I'm going to take a step back again to talk a little bit about our process. And so I was fortunate about as soon as I came in, uh, we were looking for new agency partners. And so we went through a, an extensive RFP process where we talked to the best and brightest agencies in the world. It was really cool because we saw how hungry folks were for this brand and just how iconic it was and and realized that, yes, I'm here. I'm clearly I'm biased because I love the brand, but it was really cool just to hear from so many different agencies. And again, we heard from the best of the best coming out to try to get a hold of this business. Um, And we landed on the Martin agency. They just had so much energy when they came in and they were unafraid 
afraid to tell us the truth and talk about the fact that we weren't delivering as a brand anymore. They knew the brand. And one of the coolest things was their, uh, their ECD actually wrote a letter to us about why he was mad at us. And he talked about this experience of, of he's a, a Pittsburgh Penguins fan and him and his dad and his brother had went out to go watch a game at Buffalo Wild Wings. And when they got there, folks were doing karaoke. And they were so disappointed. They were like, karaoke? Are you kidding me? Like, what is happening here? We came to watch the game and someone was in here doing karaoke. And they left and they didn't come back. And he talked about how disappointed he was. Now, he didn't come back until they started working with us. And I have to believe that it's not because we pay them, but it's because he really loves the brand, that is. But you know, they, they didn't come back. They came back again after they started working with us. And, and, and so I think that there was a there was a connection to the brand that they demonstrated in, in the conversations with us. And they came in with a chip on their shoulder. They're not the biggest of agencies out there, but they are laser focused on the fact that when you when you impact culture, you can impact sales. And, and they're probably most noted for the work that they do on Geico, which I love. I and mean, they do an awesome job with that. And so it's been a great partnership. And, and they were able to tap into an insight that took us from kind of a brand architecture into a very meaningful way to translate that that brand vision and architecture into a meaningful conversation with consumers that I think is going to go over well. It's, it scored well for us um, from a testing perspective. The reaction that we've gotten from consumers have been strong. And I really believe that fundamentally it taps into a truth because the, the energy um, comes through. And it's at the same time, you know, there are some intrinsics linked to uh, the advertising as well, because we absolutely are in integrating the experience and the product into the delivery of this ad. So I'm super excited about it. Uh, you know, from a process perspective, when we got to the work, um, it was something that we were excited about as an organization. We definitely tap into key stakeholders like our franchise community as well. And, and they were super excited about it. And it's, you know, I think everyone understood why we needed to make a shift I and mean, understood the importance of making sure that we were doing things in a commercial viable way. I mean, these, these spots will certainly help us to be able to, to do that. Okay. So you mentioned a lot of stuff in there that I want to dig into a little bit more. Is One, that your way I say I'm talking too much? No, no, no. You're, you're giving me a lot to work with here right now. The problem is I get conflicted because I don't know which one I want to tackle first. So I'm going to put a placeholder here. We're going to talk about right. culture because okay, cool, yeah. culture on the outside and the inside, we talk about that a lot. And so I'd yeah. like to hear a little bit more about how you're, you're leading that as a CMO. But you mentioned a phrase, brand architecture. Yeah. And- I, I love that. And I just wanted to take a moment and say, can you define what brand architecture means and the pieces of it? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a textbook, but just, just let's give some meat to the brand architecture. <laughs> what does that mean? So when I think of brand architecture, I'm sure you can define it a bunch of different ways, but it really kind of gets to the essence of the brand, right? And so there's kind of three components of it in my in, in the way that we framed it up. One is the promise, two is the essence, and then three is the purpose. And so our brand promise is really about, is, is all steeped on this insight. So let me go one step further. We identified an insight out there that guys want to turn good times um, with friends into great times with brothers, legendary experiences with brothers. So that was the insight, the cultural insight that really framed up 
our uh, brand architecture. When we think about our purpose, it was, we defined this promise as uh, the great American sports bar, which turns game time into stories worth telling. So again, it was, it wasn't just about inviting folks out to watch a game. It was about translating that experience into a story worth telling, because that's what folks are really looking for. That's the promise that we deliver on every single day. That's why we get up. And that's why folks are going out there and doing the jobs that they do and delivering great experiences. And our purpose ultimately is really about inspiring legendary experiences between friends. And so the essence of the brand, as I talked a little bit about before, is really around this idea of camaraderie and ritual and something that we like to call game on. And it's our ability to make sure when folks come in to experience Buffalo Wild Wings that we have sort of a game on mentality and we bring them the very best of who we are. There are folks, we've got like 80,000 folks out there in the field working across Buffalo Wild Wings and they, they, they bring it every single day. And as we were talking to consumers, one of the things that we learned was some of the most impactful experiences that the consumers talked about. It wasn't with our marketing team, quite honestly. I love my marketing team. I've got an awesome marketing team, but it's with the folks that they interact with every day, the bartenders, the servers, et cetera. And they are influencing whether or not those folks come back. Some of the most memorable experiences that, that they talked about was when the bartender uh, remembered them when they came back, et cetera, or when the bartender didn't remember them. They remembered those things. And so, you know, so I'm getting away from the question a little bit. That's that's kind of brand architecture, but it's also it also lends itself to uh, the things that we've done from the standpoint of rolling out this purpose to the broader community of, of folks. Uh, and that is through our brand champ uh, initiative. And, and that really is a culture movement that is deployed across our franchise and and uh, corporate uh, stores across the board. We've got over 1,200 locations where folks are we are loath to say trained, and it's more about a movement culturally to make sure that the brand architecture is translated in a way that is meaningful uh, to the consumers and, and also meaningful to the folks that are in the front line every single day. Cool. Okay. So you naturally took us there, which I love. Let's talk about culture and this brand champ program, which is awesome. Now you mentioned also that you have what 1200 locations in, did you say 80,000 employees that most of them are on the front lines? Yeah. We've got a, a roughly 80,000 people total, but we've got over 1200 locations across the U S. Wow. Okay. So with this brand champ program, I'm always fascinated by this because you are the CMO. So you're responsible for creating the brand architecture and the messaging and the comms uh, that go out. How much do you get involved in creating the brand champ program and then rolling it out to all the employees across all the, the locations? Great question. I have been intimately familiar and intimately involved in rolling that program out. It, it has been an awesome, awesome experience. It, it's something that I never had an opportunity to do before. It was probably the most meaningful component of what I've been able to do here so far. And it's, that's to be a part of the Brand Champ Initiative. Because again, um, when we got into it, when we started to say, okay, we're making really a cultural shift to what this brand is. We want it to be the Great American Sports Bar, which is different than the way that we have been behaving previously. And it couldn't just be about us you know, framing up this brand architecture that lives here, you know, in Atlanta, but doesn't really translate well to every location where consumers are coming in, where our guests are coming in. And so it was like, we've got to create a movement, man. This has to be cultural. This has to be something that is organic and that lives beyond our four walls and gets into the hearts and minds and spirits of everyone that we interact with from a, uh, from a, you know, consumer perspective and from an employee perspective. And so this was an initiative that we rolled out broadly. Um, I've been intimately involved 
involved. Our president, Lao Tick, is the face of it. He's getting out there, motivating people. And I love his energy and his passion. And myself and, and John Bowie, who is our uh, chief operating officer, is really tasked with executing it. But myself and Lao and, and the, the brand teams and across the board, we're all involved in making sure that we're getting out there, getting people pumped up about our culture. And, and, and I say pumped up, but I, I don't actually even mean to say that because it's not just about hype. We believe in what we're doing. I mean, we are innovating around our product because we need to. There's opportunity to fix it. We're super excited about the ads because they're cultural and they break through and they're meaningful. That roar is visceral, man. When, when people hear it, they get excited about it. So we, it's not like we have to sell anything. People are getting behind this vision. It's really the importance of having a strong brand architecture, again, that can be translated in a way that's meaningful to folks beyond the headquarters or, or anything like that. Wow. Okay. So you clearly are like the perfect guy for this role because I mean, <laughs> obviously you, you are, you are you so. You say that to all the guys. <laughs> <laughs> you say that to all the CMOs. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. You're on to me. Um, no, but seriously, I mean that. I mean, like when the first time I talked to you now talking with you again today, I mean, it is so obvious. I mean, your your energy, your excitement is infectious. You love what you do, and, and I and yeah. you're having fun, and I, I'm excited. You, you make me very happy about marketing <laughs> when I talk to you. Appreciate that. I, I I love it, man. I have been absolutely blessed uh, beyond measure, uh, and, and being able to do something that I love. And yeah, I, I, I'm having fun with it. Every day I, I wake up and it's like, man, I can get a chance to go in there and I'm CMO of Buffalo Wild Wings. And if, if anyone who knows me knows I'm not about titles, it's just the opportunity, man, to lead up a brand that's iconic, that touches people, that people get a chance to fundamentally, we're about bringing people together. And as a connector, um, that's just what I love to do. So I'm excited about it for sure. Wow. Okay. So we are, I, I could talk to you all day. And in fact, I think, unfortunately, we're, we're coming close to the end of this podcast and we didn't get a lot of time to talk about you before Buffalo Wild Wings. So tell me about your path a little bit or a moment that you learned something from before you got there. Yeah. So, um, so before I came to Buffalo Wild Wings, I, um, I was at Intercontinental Hotels leading up marketing for Holiday Inn Express. And I had a global role leading uh, global marketing for Holiday Inn. I learned a ton while I was there. I had, I had a blast working on those brands and, you know, came across a lot of great folks there. And before then, I spent about nine years at the Coca-Cola company where I really learned about CPG and, 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 and marketing and, and products and innovation. And, and when I went into when I went in there, I learned primarily about innovation. I came in as, a, as an associate brand manager and uh, I had the opportunity to work across a, a bunch of different brands. But I think that the common thread for me uh, over the years has been, I, I've had the, the privilege and opportunity to work across a bunch of, of really iconic brands. You think about brand Coke and the fact that it brings you joy. And I had an opportunity to work on that brand. I worked on various brands at Coca-Cola, Dasani and Sprite and did some, some really cool things and, and worked with some great folks there and learned a ton um, from the folks that that were there. And then, you know, going to, again, IHG working on Holiday Inn, which is another iconic brand. 
I've been very, very fortunate to work on some iconic brands and then work on some smaller brands as well. Uh, right before I left Coke, I was working on a brand called Gold Peak Tea, which is really small, relatively speaking to um, brand Coke, but it gave me an opportunity to learn kind of general management end to end because it was a business that was beyond just the direct store delivery business. It was also warehouse um, distributed as well. So learned a ton there, interacted with a bunch of great folks, caught a hold of a mentor uh, named Craig Williams, who was leading leading up the charge over at, on the McDonald's business, who is now president of the Jordan brand over at Nike. And, you know, so being able to be connected with folks like that has just been awesome. And I also would give a shout out to Rafael Acevedo because he gave me the opportunity to get into Coke. I'll give you a short story. Right before I came into Coke, I was working at Russell Athletic and I was in the sexy space of packaged socks. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you all about antimicrobial socks and all of this stuff. And, and, and Rafael to this day, always reminds me that he saved me from socks and brought me to the Coca-Cola company. So shout out to Rafael because he's done an awesome job, an amazing job at transforming the Diet Coke brand. And now he's leading up uh, the tea business over there at Coca-Cola as well. So I've been able, I've been very fortunate to do some really cool stuff along my path, which brought me here and I think has positioned me well. And like I said, I'm a fan of the brand and, and I just love, I love being able to do what I do. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to go into a little lightning round here. All right. um, this is the first time I'm trying this, by the way. So I figured you're game. You're always game. I'm so game. what's your favorite piece of advice that you've been given? I would say it is you got to get your groceries. <laughs> you got to get your groceries. And so I'm going to tell you, at least I know it's lightning, and I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory now. So I went to Howard University, HU, by the way, uh, for all those that are listening. And so anyone who went to Howard University back in, call it mid to late 90s, came across a man by the name of Harold Gray. And he had a major impact on me because he always talked about getting your groceries. And that was the concept of if you came to Howard and you spent the money and you walked out of there without an internship and a job and making the great connections, then it was like going into a grocery store, walking down each, grabbing a cart, walking down each aisle, filling the grocery cart up, getting to the checkout line, spending the money, and then leaving your cart there. It was like, that's the craziest thing in the world that you could do. And it's a metaphor that always stuck with me because he would always say, make sure you get your groceries. And so everywhere I've been, I've always tried to apply that concept by saying that if I go to Coca-Cola, I'm trying to figure out what can I get and what can I give as well? When I went to ISG, it was like, what can I get? But also, what can I give? And while I'm here, I'm like, what can I get from this? What can I glean from this, this experience? You know, having an opportunity to meet guys like Rob Lynch. It's like, man, that's that's getting the groceries right there. I mean, that, that guy's he's bang up, you know, dealing with, you know, Paul Brown and the folks that we're dealing with here. It's awesome. And so getting getting your groceries is super important to me. I love it. You, it's now competing for the headline of your podcast, uh, which is, I, I don't know, getting your groceries or death to domestication. I can't, I can't decide. I can't decide. We'll, we'll find out. Okay. So unfortunately we're at the end then of our time and I've had so much fun with you, but I can't let you go without one last question. Yes, ma'am. If you were not doing what you clearly are loved doing now and money and talent were no object, what would you be doing? I would be a basketball coach. I am a, a volunteer basketball coach in my spare time. And I absolutely love it, man. It is so cool. I, I, I've, I've coached between the ages of, of eighth grade all the way up to uh, high school, summer league and AAU. And it's the most rewarding experience because I love being able to take guys to their full potential and um, just show them kind of, you know, what, 
what life is about. Basketball is a lot of life principles that the folks who had the most impact on me coming up were my basketball coaches and things like that. And, uh, and so the opportunity to give back is awesome. And if I could do it and make the money, it would be real cool. But since I can't do it, and make the money, I just do it on the side of my side hustle. I, I'll say. <laughs> oh, well, I love it. You know, everybody needs a side hustle. And I'm so glad that you're, you have that as yours to give back in such a meaningful way. So uh, meaningful for them and for you, it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Well, Seth, thank you so much for this really fun session. And I can't wait to share your amazing story with all the listeners of CMO Moves. Yeah, for sure. Okay, can I say thank you again? This has been awesome. Thanks so much for this opportunity, Nadine. This is uh, this is awesome. And uh, congrats to you on the move to uh, to Ad Week and the big things you're doing. It's cool to see you know the hard work and effort you're putting in paying off. It's awesome, and I, I appreciate being a part of it. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I am sure that we're going to see a lot more of you sometime soon. So uh, thanks again for being part of this, and uh, have a terrific weekend. Thank you. You too. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye bye. 